Welcome to Conversations with Dog. This is Susie Gossi, and I am your host. And today I'm here with Emanuela again. Uh, we our, had a conversation last week as well um, about basically, you know, her dog's body and, and the connection that she has. And we were also talking about, um, basically, we were talking a little bit about loyalty after we stopped the show and the loyalty to the vet led into another conversation that we would love to have with you now, which is really like the the, the story about um, dealing in a different way with death and dying and the possibility of what else is possible when you are, um, when you're, when you're, animal in your pet passes away when their body passes away what else is possible basically and so um the the whole idea about being loyal to you know um an animal or an animal being loyal to you and then what can you do with that to basically have a different possibility here as well right one of the other things i about the loyalty one of the things that I have done every day with Sadie is I just try and create my relationship with her. And I I didn't know that particular thing with my other dog, Jake. And and you and I sort of had a conversation yesterday about um knowing that that he's still hanging around and and that was a little disconcerting for me um because in some way I guess I felt like I wanted him to be off doing what he really wanted to do and that his loyalty to me made him come back and so even though I didn't know the words at the time every night I was saying sweetie you know it's time for you to go and it's okay if you go um and so I guess I don't know what the question is there um maybe what are the advantages you know like Knowing that he's here now is very different for me. Yeah. Like like something really changed for me yesterday because I was pretending that he wasn't and that it wasn't a good thing. Yeah. Because it, it made me so sad. And in some way, it really felt like I was holding him to be somewhere he didn't really want to be. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And how do you deal with the particular realm of like an an animal no longer being in the physical form and yet um here they are still being around you and either that allowance or whatever we we, we just talked about here um and that's actually this is sort of an an interesting piece which a lot of people um you know the the whole process of letting go of an animal and basically them dying is is a lot is very traumatic for a lot of people because that's the part of the the pet's life that most people dread you know and and also the part that that doesn't allow for some people to actually choose to have a pet again which i find mm-hmm. really kind of saddening in a sense that mm-hmm. we are you know we are the people that are around the pets and like them 
those are the people that really the pets want to come to as well, you know. <laughs> and, and here we're like blocking ourselves from not ever wanting to go through that again, you know. And and yet, like, what else is possible with all this, you know? How could we shift that into more of a a joyful place, you know? Yeah. What would it take for us to no longer see that as the as the end all and it's almost like I'm not saying don't be sad when your pet dies that's not what I'm saying but it's more like what else can we actually transform that into you know would we be willing to have a connection still even if the pet has gone out of its physical form into this other space which is really the being and so in access consciousness we talk about the body and the being and so the body can die but the being never dies and so the being chooses after it leaves the body to do whatever it chooses but um you know some are hanging around and others just move on like when my cat died after 20 years of being with me it was so funny i mean funny it wasn't funny when she died sorry but <laughs> what what really was interesting to me was that right after she passed, it was like literally maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes after she had left her body, she was gone. I mean, she was gone. And I was like, oh. And and then I, I sort of checked in and I said, oh, are you ever going to be a cat again? And it was like that big, no, I'm out of here and I am not choosing this again and I'm done. And whatever she was going to do, I have no idea, but she was gone. And so I never, you know, so any of you that had this experience of like an animal um, passing away that you sort of see them out of the corner of your eye for weeks and months after, or, you know, you, you all of a sudden you turn because you think they're right behind you, but they're really not. That's actually the being hanging around and letting you know they're still there. Well, I never had that with her. I had that with my other cat for years, but she, I never saw her again. I never perceived her presence. She was just gone. And we have to be willing to recognize that those are choices the being or may, the being makes. And so it's not necessarily up to us um, to to be influencing that, but it's like it's really their choice. And so the opposite can be true. They they can really just be around us because of whatever reason. And we don't even have to make that right or wrong. But um, like when they choose to be around us, it could really just be them saying like, hey, I'm still here. Look, you know, I'm here. I'm here to support you still. I'm here to hang out with you still I, what, for whatever reason. And sometimes it can be because we have been so clingy with them that they feel a necessity to stay but sometimes it's really just a choice and so again what will set us free here is asking a question and so when you're perceiving an animal like that hanging around ask a question so are you hanging around because you like hanging around or are you hanging around for me for my husband or for your husband yeah, yeah. But so it's like then having the clarity of like, okay, so what are you doing? And even if you are hanging around for my husband, is it okay for you to do that? And just asking the being, so is it okay? Is that something you're doing because you can? Or is that something you're doing because you have to? Yeah, that's really nice. 
Okay, and so the willingness to ask some questions, because it's not right or wrong for right. a being to stick around after they leave their body behind. It's just a choice. And so, and again, um, asking them that question, and if they feel stuck, then we can assist them to move on. But if they're doing this because they can, then why make that a wrongness? And I, I, I can see that I really do need to ask more questions because I was, in in my sensing of it, without actually directly asking, because I've just kind of, I didn't really sense him. For me, he was gone and um, until we were chatting about it the other day. Um, and I felt like it was a wrongness that, because my husband won't talk about letting him go. Yeah. You know, like he's, no, no, if he's here, that's great. Yeah. You know, kind of, I don't really, he doesn't really... He does connect to him. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, but, and even that can be totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the two of them still haven't finished whatever they would like to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally okay. And even if it's just your, from your husband's side too, as long as the dog is willing. Well, that's what I was thinking. I never really saw it as Jake's, cho- as his choice. Yeah. So thank you for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And and also like when we talk about it, what makes you feel lighter? And that's really the tool to use as well. What what makes you feel right. lighter? So when right. I said it might be his choice, did that make you feel totally. lighter? Totally. You know, and so that can really alleviate a lot of that stress of like yeah. I need to help this dog to move on cuz he needs to right. have right. his life so to speak in a different way, you know, but um but what if that wasn't required? Right. You know, what if he was totally fine with the role that he's playing now without a body and how cool that your husband is acknowledging that he is still there and that they have a relationship no matter what right you know and and not a lot of people acknowledge that either you know um and that's that's actually a gift also in a way you know that he's really willing to acknowledge hey we still have a relationship even though the body is gone thank you so much for that truly yeah, so what else is possible, truly, you know, and and that's really the fun part for me with um, with playing with these tools with access consciousness because they, it allows us to really look into all possibilities and stop seeing the wrongness in things and be willing to really go, well, what's right about this? You know, what's right about this I'm not getting is a really good question mm-hmm. to ask when when you're stuck in something yeah, no. that feels sort of weird and you go, well, what's right about this? And it's almost like, oh, wow, it opens the door to, like, seeing that there is actually also the possibility of something else that we hadn't really been willing to see before, you know? So, so here's a big aha. I've always loved having having animals. And, and Jake was a specific one because, you know, I had had believed I really couldn't love anything until I got that dog. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so the passing of that mm-hmm. was hard to let go of. Mm-hmm. But it was so joyful. And I did this, you know, we had someone come to the house to help assist him. And she allowed me to do some of my, um, you know, ceremony. Mm-hmm. But the passing was devastating for my husband. And he didn't ever want to have another animal. Mm-hmm. And so I just realized that my not wanting to have another animal was a who do you who does this belong to? Mm-hmm. Because he really didn't want Sadie 
you know, one was enough. And I and Jake came with the relationship, right? <laughs> so, so he kind of adopted that that dog. But but even this conversation has opened up so much different possibility about. Um, I've been dreading in some ways Sadie's passing, and so I've been working on it. Like, how can I even now when it's probably not even close, but maybe the sense is that it is. So I'm just rambling, but um, just to imagine a different possibility in how we let go, mm-hmm. and then allowing ourselves to actually love again. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's, and it's really beautiful. That's a great gift. Thank yeah. You. Well, you're welcome. And and for me also, sometimes being willing to ask the being. Hey, you know, um, I get your body is starting to really no longer be fun to be in. Um, and would you be, are you willing to come back in another body to me? Mm. You know, and sometimes an animal might say, oh yeah, that would be fun. And like my cat was like, <laughs> hell no. Hell no. <laughs> you know, I ain't coming back. And, and that being fine too, being willing to mm-hmm. say, okay, cool, I get that too. Um, but like even for your husband, maybe you can introduce the possibility to him that Sheikh might come back to him in another body. And honestly, I have seen or heard and talked to so many people who know that their dog came back in another body, who knew that, who literally knew the minute they saw this dog, like, oh, this is so-and-so in a different body. And having really seen like, characteristics of the old dog in this new dog of course it's different it's a different body different you know different basically a different body is a different shell a different way of movement a different all of those things but certain things literally being there again is so interesting to me um and people really saying that like i know this is my dog from this was so and so you know Mm -hmm. Um, so what if that was a possibility for somebody too? And and if that is being introduced in a certain way where they can hear it, then it can actually also give them the peace to allow themselves to really have an animal again. Because if it's the possibility of having that animal again, how much fun could that be? Mm-hmm. You know, and really playing again with that being, but now in a new body. <clears throat> it's, it's interesting you said that because... Um the partner I'm working with in this particular workshop that we're at, she did that very thing. Her dog kind of, she had conversation with the being of her dog that she had had that passed. And he let her know, I'm coming back. I'm in this white body, blah, blah, blah. And she went from kennel to kennel, and you know, to find the specific little white schnauzer <laughs> that she knew was her being and yeah. and has been pretty certain of it since she's had it. Right. And that, and that was the first I'd heard of it. I thought it was fabulous. That is fabulous. And and you can even be more specific and ask the being, well, where will I find you? Mm-hmm. Because I actually had a lady that said, well, my dog told me that he was going to show up at this breeder's house um, that was uh, like the city over. So first of all, she didn't know anything about that other city that it even like had a breeder in it in a way because she'd never really explored there. It was a neighboring city of her town and she didn't really ever go there for anything because whatever, you know. But so she was like, there's a breeder there that has this kind of dog. And so she found the breeder 
and they just had puppies, just like her dog had told her. And she went there, and she immediately saw him. Like, he didn't tell her exactly what he would look like, but she saw him, and she knew it was him. And so she said, I would like to have this dog. And the lady, of course, immediately said, sure enough, you know. And so then when it, when they were ready to leave their mom, she picked them up, and she knew it was her dog, and he had so many of the traits <laughs> of her other dog. It wasn't even funny. So it can be very specific, and however people receive that information, that lady got it in a dream. You know, other people get it in just just because they know, you know. So um, we all receive that information in such different ways. So please don't look for it in a specific way, but know that you can have that information and you can ask for it, you know, and you can be very specific. Please help me to find you. Where, which kennel do I go to? You know, don't make me run around the entire United States, you know, but... Um, <laughs> It's almost like you know then, oh, like you did with, you know, other things too. So it's, um, that is really the part that is also so fun in a way to kind of play with these energies and just know that it's possible to make mm -hmm. these requests and to, to really have a different way of looking at this, you know, rather than seeing it as uh, now this is the end. And I think that's actually most often what gets people stuck in the sadness. Um, because every time we get stuck, um, what we say in Access Consciousness is when you get stuck, you are getting stuck most likely because there's a truth and a lie attached to it. Anytime you have a truth with, a, with an attached lie, you really can't get out of that. You just keep going round and round. And so what if in that particular realm of death, while the truth is the body is gone, but the lie is that the being is gone, you know, the lie is that that's the end, you know, um, what if this was just a different, you know, what if this was just a transition into something else? Mm -hmm. And if we could really be willing to see it as that, would that make us more delighted about it in a way, you know? And And it was very interesting when my first cat died, you know, I was going through the thing of like, oh my gosh, this is so horrible, and she got killed by a coyote, and so I was like, oh, all this stuff, and then a few days afterwards, it was very funny, because she came in very loud and clear, and she was like, um, could you please celebrate my choice, and I was like, uh, excuse me, and it was literally what I got was that she actually had chosen to die, she had actually, this was her choice, and I was not um, celebrating that with her. I was basically fighting it and I was uh, mad about it and I was doing all these things but she was like, hello, um, this was my choice and that was something also where that really spun me out because I didn't think that a being would choose to stop being in a certain body for whatever reason, that that could actually be a choice. To me, I always thought death was a wrongness. So everywhere you've made death into a wrongness, everywhere you have decided that death was the end all and that it was the most devastating thing that could ever occur, will you now please destroy and uncreate all that? Mm -hmm. Times a godzillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And again, this is the clearing statement of access consciousness. And if you want to know more about it, please go to theclearingstatement.com. So what I'm trying to do here is really get you to see that 
maybe we can all start looking at that in a different way. And um, again, I'm not saying like dance on the street when your animal dies, but do if you if you want to. And and that's the place where in this society we're told that when something dies, we have to be sad. So how much of that is actually what we've bought as a reality that we have to live rather than what's actually required and desired here? So everything that doesn't allow you to perceive, not be, and receive the other possibilities in all of this, will you please just turn on, create mm-hmm. all that? Yeah. Times a godzillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So, again, all our conclusions about death, our everything we've decided, our judgments on death, can we now please destroy and uncreate all that? Mm-hmm. Times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Could you add one? Because where I'm really stuck is the assisted part of it. Yeah, okay. I was so ready for him to go and I was asking him to go, but it was that in some way I felt like I took away his choice. Right, by by the euthanasia part. So, yeah, and this is also something um, I know it's hard for a lot of people. It's like, okay, what do we do with this? You know, um, the, the place of like, when is the right time or is there ever the right time and all of that. And again, questions can help us so much with that. Um, you know, asking a question of, of the being and the body as well. So, you know, and you you had said that you had asked him to leave. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and we do that sometimes. Yeah, We're like, like you, I was so desperate not to have to do that. Exactly. <laughs> Would you please just choose and leave your body? Um, and what I found is that um, sometimes animals have forgotten how to leave their body, you know, and and so um, I have done some shows where I've given some tools about that, and um, I'm 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 doing it again now. But if you want to, if we want to have some more information, please go into my archive shows on the suzygatti.com website. There are some on in I think it's in the section called Life and Living, where there is some parts about death and and the the passing of your pet. And literally, one of the things that I have found is that. If we remind their body that they can leave their body. So, you know, the Native Americans had that down really to a fine science. I mean, the elders were able to just go and leave their bodies. Mm -hmm. And how did they do that? Well, you can literally ask your body to slow down every system that is in the body. So slowing down the heart rate, slowing down the breathing, slowing down you know, any kind of functions that your body basically has. And your body can then literally shut itself down. And literally, I have asked people to just show energetically and explain that to their pet, that that is a possibility. And just give them that energetically. Look, you can slow all your systems down. And then we have some hands-on body processes that can assist that as well. And not that they assist the actual death. Please don't see that as that. We're not putting our hands on and killing the animal. That's not what we're doing. But we're, again, giving the possibility. Allowing them to choose. Yeah, giving the possibility of choice and the body more ease with the choice. And so one is called um, exit stage left, which is a, a body process as well as a verbal process. So you can ask for all the exit stage left systems and destroy and uncreate all that, times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, and you can also put your hands on and run that process. Now, I ran that process on my cat for two years, 
So she didn't die when I put my hands on her and ran that process. But when she actually left her body, it was very easy for her. So, um, And then the other one is restoration of communion with earth, which is mm -hmm. actually run by, on people, you can run it on the feet. But on animals, um, that might be a little bit weird because, you know, to put your hands on their paws, they might pull their paws back. But what was really interesting to me was I ran that too just randomly on my cat, like I just put my hands on her. But the last day before she actually died, she um, she was laying on the bed with me, and I was dead asleep. But I woke up because she literally put all four paws in my in the palm of my hand, mm -hmm. and I was like, "What's going on?" And then I was like, "Oh, restoration of communion with Earth," and I started running the process, mm -hmm. and she died the next day. So they will also know, like when you have energies available for them with your body that you can facilitate for them. They will also make sure they get that from you by either sitting on you or next to you or mm -hmm. literally putting, positioning their body mm -hmm. under your hands. So don't underestimate that, the, that either. You know, the animal knows what they can ask for as well. Um, but so the whole process of that is sometimes not you know, the animal sometimes may have forgotten how to leave their their body peacefully or how to shut their body down peacefully. And so we have to remind them. And so my question for you in that situation would really be like, did you know, dogs still know how to do that, yes or no, in that time? When you ask I him. I assumed that he should know how to do that. Right, Absolutely. but like ask him now, did he know it or did he, was he capable to shut his body down at the time? It feels heavy. So saying he didn't know or didn't know, which which one feels heavy? So let's just ask yeah. him. So Jake, was that his name? Mm -hmm. Right. So so Jake, did you know how to shut your body down? Yes or no? No. No. So no. And there was such peace, you know, like there when they do these little shots. There's this one that's supposed to just relax you enough. And that's all that it took. Right. And it, and he was gone. Right. Like, it, like there wasn't a fuss. There wasn't a, oh, I'm going to, you know, it was like the smile came on his face and he was gone. Gone. So would you please recognize <laughs> that you actually. Thank you. That's, thank you. Yeah. So every, yeah, cool. And so please, you know, euthanasia, my point of view about it is please let the animal choose. Um, let them assist you in knowing what is actually working for them and not come to a conclusion that's a bad thing or a good thing because I have seen animals struggle with the actual death so much and it's like, can euthanasia actually be sort of a blessing in that moment or something they really choose? And then like with my cat, when I asked her if she wanted to be euthanized, she was like, hell no. And it was a real big like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. And so, but again, could it please be the choice that the animal can make? And and just, you will know. And is there ever the right time for it? Well, I don't have a good answer for that, you know. But sometimes there just is a time. And so it's like, okay. And that time can sometimes just be you saying, like, now is the time. I, I This is like beyond my capacity of dealing with whatever is going on anymore. Um, I need to choose this now for you 
because it really is the time for me to do this mm-hmm. with you now, you know. And but the the biggest part about it is when we make it a wrongness, when we make it the place of like we've done something wrong or we have chosen the wrong thing or any of those things. So everywhere still you were you making yourself wrong for it or whatever all this might be. Can will you please destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. Times of God's and right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And that's really for um, anyone who's listening. Please, you know, don't make yourself wrong in this situation, whatever you have chosen in the past. And know that you can talk to your animal right now, to the being. And you can pretty much, anything that's still hanging on about that, just get it out there. And just say, hey, I'm so sorry for whatever it is, or whatever you want to say to them. Um, and then let them show you what their point of view was at the time. And like you said, he had a smile on his face. So mm-hmm. he was like, Whew, thank, thank you. God. Yeah. Thank you. That was I'm easy. Yeah. Um, that was easy. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Well, I hope you, um, I hope you, you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for listening. And, um, I, I'm looking forward to having you again next week. And thank you so much, Emanuela, for being here with me today and uh, talking about these um, sometimes not so pleasant topics. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much. No, no, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. So thank you. And so thank you. And until next week, bye-bye. Conversations with Dog. Mm-hmm.